Hello and welcome to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio and LCFC TV. Thank you very much for joining us, whether you're listening uh, or watching along. Uh, Matt Elliott and Ewan Roberts will join me for the next hour or so as we assess Leicester City's uh, win over Leeds on Saturday. We'll touch upon that Burnley game, of course. Two clean sheets in two games, two brilliant wins for the Foxes in this last week. And we'll also look ahead to the game with Wren on Thursday. Um, without further ado, though, h- how are you both? You and QPR, was it? Did I hear you say? Yeah, Loft, Loft, I know it's not called Loftus Road anymore, but I can't get used to these new names, Dan. So it's it's always going to be Loftus Road for me, to be fair. I'll tell you what, because I, I managed to, I took my iPad down and I managed to watch the uh, Leicester Leeds game, which was, which was a bonus sort of thing. So yeah, all in all, a good weekend. Yeah, good man. And Matt, how about you? I know you went out for a few drinks, didn't you, on Saturday after the game to celebrate the victory? Yeah, that's right, mate. See, uh, the early kickoff stuck me into the weekend, didn't it? <laughs> um, had a little gathering, shall we say, of a multitude of characters were out uh, after the kickoff, after the game, sorry. And it was a, yeah, it was a good day, enjoyed by all, um, for different reasons. First and foremost, the football. By the way, you, what, what's it called these days? If it's not Loftus oh, Road, the Cayenne Foundation. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a proper mouthful. Right, I didn't even know that. There you go. Yeah, we were there for pre-season game, weren't we? This season, well, it was Jerry actually was was doing it. That's so, why I don't know. Uh, Matt, he got out of that one as well, did he? Yeah, shocked that <laughs> Matt hasn't travelled to an away game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it was a good win, Matt, wasn't it, on, on Saturday? It's been a really good week, as we've touched upon. The wins at Burnley and then against Leeds. Yeah, both um, vitally important, weren't they? I think the performances were somewhat in contrast, really. Although, you know, Leicester struck at the important time on Saturday. But I thought uh, I thought Leeds were quite unlucky, really, not to get something out of the game. Um, they'll be frustrated at the fact they didn't but from Leicester's point of view um, some quality at the right time shall we say some good performances and these last two wins have been extremely timely haven't they without a doubt because I think in particular the game against Burnley I thought on the face of it it looked like Leicester were maybe up against it Burnley were going well Leicester had a sticky time of late but uh, they went and Without being totally dominant, you know, looked very comfortable in the game, didn't they? Really, and deservedly got their win. Saturday, less convincing, I think. Leeds were, they were up for the challenge, that was for sure. The new manager coming in um, often has an effect, and I think it certainly didn't do them any harm in this instance. Like I say, they'll be frustrated, but good performances, good actions from <clears throat> individuals at important times, Casper Schmeichel. Pulled off you know, a good few blocks and saves, etc. Solid performance defensively uh, in the heart of Leicester defence, which has been a big issue. And down that left-hand side, Leicester were a threat all day. And ultimately, that's where the difference was made. Yeah, that, I think everyone was expecting a reaction, you and weren't they, from Leeds United under yeah. a new manager. You often see that new manager bounce. You did kind of see it with Leeds. They'd conceded 21 in their previous six Premier League games. Obviously, they looked a lot more secure at the weekend, but thankfully, obviously, Leicester was still able to breach that defence. Yeah, I mean, they'd lost their previous four Premier League games before Saturday. As you say, they'd conceded so many goals. I think it was a, a record in goals conceded in a Premier League month in, 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 for them, a record that they didn't want. They got rid of Bielsa, um, who, who's done ever so well with the club getting them back to the Premier League, um, keeping them there comfortably last season. Uh, but it's, it has gone wrong. You know, they brought Jesse Marsh in and, and you always get a bit of a, a reaction when, when a new manager takes over, Dan. And, and, I, and I thought Leeds probably were unlucky on the day. Uh, but when you've got one of the best goalkeepers in, in the Premier League, in Kasper Schmeichel, I think he made two or three excellent saves in, in, in the game. And it, it just goes to show you keep clean sheets. You know, you've got every chance of, of, of winning the game. You know, I thought it was on the back of what happened on Tuesday for Turf Moor. You know, it's not an easy place to go, as Matty said. They were in good form. I think they'd taken seven points from their previous three, three league games. So it's, it's never easy to go up there, especially on a, on a cold Tuesday night, to come away with a, yet another clean sheet. And I think back to back wins for just the second time this season. <laughs> so going before Burnley, I think the club hadn't won in their last five Premier League games. So this, I wouldn't say it takes a bit of pressure off everybody, 
that just gets that feel good factor back uh, with with within the football club with a, a very big week to come, of course. Yeah, massive week for, for Leicester City. It's the start really of we, we sort of used the term the beginning of the end of the season, Matt, didn't we? At, at the weekend now, heading into March, and, and Leicester have started this running, if you like, well with, with these two victories. Yeah, as I said before, you know, extremely timely, weren't they? Because it um, it widened the gap, shall we say, between any small fears of, of um, being drawn into the relegation situation. I, I, I don't think there was ever a major issue or major concern, but you know, you, you can't be too complacent. That game against Burnley, that's why I keep referring back to it, if... if it had gone the other way. You were talking, I think it was a three-point gap between Burnley and Leicester, wasn't it? And obviously, the other teams below getting results at the weekend. Brentford, um, Newcastle continued to pick up. and um, But to beat two teams below you uh, within the week has alleviated any, any fears, really, hasn't it? Um, if there were any at all. And now, instead, you're looking forward and upwards um, again, which is nice. Quite a lot of work to be done to get themselves right back in the mix where they'd like to be, i.e. competing for European spots. But um, it looks a little bit more um, reasonable from Leicester's point of view, doesn't it? I think uh, you know where they stand at the moment, I think they have every chance of getting stronger in the back end of this season because of the injuries, etc. You know, the nature of how the season has gone. I think there'd be a bit more regularity to their performance and their lineup, which will have a positive effect. And I expect Leicester to be moving up the table rather than down the table in the back end. Yeah, you look at the table, you and the only team that have played less games than Leicester are Everton, and they play tonight. So that then sort of they'll be equal. No team will have played less than Leicester. They've got well, certainly three games in hand on on some teams above them as well. You never know what might happen now with these two wins. They're still. 13 games left for Leicester. They, they can achieve us an awful lot still this season. They can, absolutely, they can, they can achieve a top half finish. I don't think that's by any means out of the equation. They're more than capable of, of, of doing that. You know, and as I said, back-to-back wins are, are crucial in, in this division. It's only the second time that, that Leicester have managed to do that. I think the first time was back in October when they beat Brentford and, and, and Manchester United in that great game at the King Power and, and mighty spot on in what he says you know you don't really want to be having to look over your shoulder and after that run of just one win in, in seven in, in the league I think there were seven points between Leicester and, and, the, and the bottom three and there were some new there were some nervous fans Leicester fans out there you know some fans coming out and saying oh couldn't see where the next win was coming from but you know Brendan's got too good a squad for, for them to be you know, fighting relegation, finishing in the bottom half. You know, once again on, on Saturday, he's had to chop and change. He's, he's had to mix things around. You know, Ricardo was pulled out the last minute. No James Madison, probably the club's best player this season, you know, bang in form. Um, he's had to play Hamza Chowdhury at right back. And I, and I thought he was different class on, on the day. You know, when you think he's a, he's a city midfielder, he's played there this year, he's played centre-half this year, he's played right back, he didn't let himself or the club down. So all in all, with, with, when you put everything into context, you know, I think it is really two solid wins. And you know, going back to Burnley, the first clean sheet away from home in 19 games, that must give them you know, a massive confidence boost. Yeah, what will it do to them, do you think, you and that? I just think two, and, and they know they can play better. You know, I, I didn't see the Burnley game because I was, I, was, um, I was working and I've seen the goals. A uh, fantastic goal by, by James Madison. You, you, good good blinker play with, with Jamie Vardy. Great to see Jamie Vardy back. Great to see him on the score sheet. Is that just the second-headed goal this season, I think, for the club? And both have, have came from, from Jamie. So it's great. It, I, I think just having him back, Dan, gives everybody, not just the dressing room, but the whole football club, a massive boost. Seeing Jamie Vardy step on the pitch and, and, doing, and doing what he does. You know, there's no better feeling than, than than winning. You know, and I think I think Leicester will admit they've played better and lost this season. Looking at Leeds, you know, because they did have chances, as 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 I said, you know, they they will think they should have had a point from the game. But if you don't take those chances, 
And it's hard to take those chances when you've got such a good goalkeeper as, as Kasper Michael. And it was a fantastic goal. You know, it really was a fantastic. If you can't take confidence from, from grinding a 1-0 result out in the top division, then there's something wrong. Yeah, there's a few ways you can kind of look at the the wastefulness maybe of Leeds, Kasper Schmeichel on, on good form as well. It was a mix really, Matt, of, of the two, wasn't it? They did have 19 shots in the game. Leicester, though, fortunately, were able to keep that clean sheet and get the win. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's you know, different perspectives, how you want to assess the uh, <clears throat> the overall picture. But all said and done, as you just mentioned there, it, it was a win. Um, I wouldn't say they were lucky, but uh, it, the, the outcome was in doubt. <laughs> Certainly up until Leicester got the breakthrough, you know, you, you, were, you were slightly nervous really about how things were going to end up. But um, yeah, Leicester were sort of not cut open, but were a little bit susceptible, um, particularly on the, on the counter. Uh, Leeds piling numbers forward with pace. <clears throat> and if you see how they play, it's a bit of a gamble um, how they go up against you. And I always thought there was always a capability of Leicester's scoring at the other end as well. So it was, even though the scoreline was nil-nil, it was, it was quite an intense game, really. And it was, you know, it was always on a, on a balance, really, which way it was going to go. And, but you, <laughs> You just got that, that feeling as soon as Leicester scored that that would be enough, strangely. I think Leeds were a little bit, might be being a bit harsh on them, a little bit fragile mentally, maybe. And I was interested to see how they would react once Leicester got in front. And all of a sudden, they didn't look as threatening at all, really. And stuff was knocked out of them, really, just by one goal. But um, I suppose that's a, as a result of being in the form they are of late. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was mixed. Uh, I thought, yeah, Leicester had their opportunities as well. They had situations more than anything, didn't they? They didn't make Melier work often enough. And people were saying to me at half-time break, I think I mentioned it on the show afterwards on, on Saturday, a few people coming up saying, oh, we're missing Madison, missing that creative spark, etc." And, you know, that, that's a valid point. That is a valid point. You were mentioned about him being possibly the best player this season. I don't even know if he would have started if he had played. I don't know. Possibly on the right-hand side instead of Albright, Albright and shuffled back. I don't know. We'll never, we'll never know. But, um, yeah, they, I think it was, it was sort of understandable. You expected an energetic response from Leeds. They worked really hard against Burnley in the week. Sometimes that early morning kick well, early, early afternoon kick-off, um, Takes a little while to get in your stride, maybe. I, you know, don't don't really want to use that as a any sort of excuse. But you know, they've they've had a testing time of late. Worked hard against Burnley, and Leeds were quite vibrant, weren't they? They, they were up for the challenge. So Leicester had to be really at their best to go and dominate that game, and they weren't at their best. And they, they you know, they ground their way through it, which is a good attribute to have. You know, <laughs> you don't always win pretty. But um, clean sheet, you says vital, picking up the three points, producing the real moment of quality in the game, and um, that will suffice for now. Yeah, I think you need your important players to step up, you and don't you, in games like that. You look what happened at Turf Moor. James Madison, Jamie Vardy stepped up against Leeds on Saturday. It was Harvey Barnes who stepped up this time. A really well taken goal. I mean, I didn't realise that the the build up for the goal sort of started just outside the, the Leicester penalty area. And they moved it ever so well. You know, moved it to the right, back into midfield, found its way to, to that left-hand side with Harvey Barnes. You know, it was a very similar taken goal to the one he scored in the second leg at Landers. You know, when he's cut in from that left-hand side and he's, he's bent it around the goalkeeper. I thought Kelechi um, Inacio's movement to find himself that little bit of space that he needed just to play that little one-two with Harvey Barnes was was outstanding. You know, the, the weight of pass from Kalechi was was top class. Just means that Harvey didn't even have to break stride, didn't even have to take a touch. He just opened his body out, and you always you, you could always see what he was going to do. And uh, Melia, he's a big boy. He's six four, six five, so he didn't have too much of a goal to hit. But yet, 
I wasn't surprised, Dan. Once Harvey had created that opening for himself with that lovely little one-two, I weren't surprised that he, he, he found that left-hand corner. When he, when he picked it up in that position, you and I think the whole of King Power Stadium wanted him to just drive at the defender. And, and that's what he did, or he, he played the one-two. But it, it was that forward run that we've seen so much from Harvey Barnes. Yeah, and I, I think that left-hand side on Saturday was far more threatening. And that's quite understandable because you've got two lads in Luke Thomas and Harvey Barnes who've got that understanding. It was hard for Hamza and Mark Albrighton down that right-hand side because you know, they're filling holes because of, of the injury situation. But yeah, I, I think every... and It's a massive problem for any right-back, you know, because Harvey's he, he's as comfortable for me in going down the line, you know, knocking the ball out of his feet. You know, we've seen him do it on more than one occasion. And deliver with his with his left foot. Yeah, you know he does put good service in with his left foot. And it's a hard one for, for for the right back. What do I do? Do I show him down the line? With chance of he might pick Jamie Vardy out, or do I cut him inside, or do I let him go inside where we might have a few more bodies uh, to maybe stop him doing what he did on Saturday? It's a really really tough one. But yeah, I, I just wasn't surprised when he found that bottom corner. I really wasn't. Yeah, it was a really good finish, Matt. I think the keeper got a hand to it, didn't he? Um, but there, there was enough on it uh, sending it across the goalkeeper. Yeah, I think it went, was it ailing? It went, did it go through his legs? You know, which is, I wouldn't say that was intentional from Harvey, but he's put it in the right area, a little bit of fortune there. But yeah, as soon as, it was typical Harvey Barnes fashion, wasn't it? As you've made reference to just now, he's, uh, he gets himself in those positions regularly. And I think more regularly going forward, he will convert them as well. I think he's probably been frustrated himself, I feel. Um, although he'll be pleased with his form overall and his returns and stats, etc. But I just think he's got even better in the locker. Uh, he can do it more regularly. We've seen that now uh, on a couple of occasions in the last three games. Talk about going on the outside. Um, you know, in a you know, sort of different instance, it was more of a step over and a, getting a, a yard of space against Burnley, wasn't it? Left footed, beautiful delivery for Jamie Vardy to, to nod home. So, you know, he's developing his game in that way. But he prefers to cut inside, but if, if he's got a genuine 50 50 um, decision to make, you know, I'm equally comfortable left and right, outside, inside. Um, Fullbacks are going to have a horrendous time up against him down the line. He's, um, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got so much quality there and so much ability. He provides assists as well, not just crosses, but um, he can pick a pass. And I thought you mentioned that run, that that move. Sorry, you know, originated from deep. I wouldn't say it was a lightning quick attack, but no. it was well constructed. But Harvey Barnes was, uh, I was actually watching him ironically, you know, just seeing what his movement would be. And I think I said it in the commentary, I thought, I thought at one stage I thought he looked tired because he was just jogging up the pitch um, as, as opposed to trying to maybe get up against the fullback. But he was just biding his time, really, and you know, holding, it, holding his position and leaving space once he received the ball to either move on to a pass or move with the ball. And, once he drives at players, as you mentioned, Bates, he's, he's a real handful, isn't he? The give and go, first time finish as well. No one can get close enough to deal with that, I'm afraid. He's clearly in a rich vein of form as well, Ewan. And you look at it, he's, he's 24 years old. He's got, he's probably not even reached his peak, reached his potential yet, which is an exciting thing, I think, from a Leicester City fan point of view. I was, I was listening to, to, to Brendan's interview after the game and, and he was speaking about Harvey Barnstand and he was just saying he just keeps getting better and better and there is so much more to come from, come from him. You know, the sky's the limit with, with Harvey Barnes. You know, he's had his injury problems, as we, as we all know, uh, but I think he's getting back to somewhere near his best now. You know, the form that he showed before that injury, the form that he showed where he got his England caller, you know, and, and he, he, he can't be far, there's games this month, he can't be far from that England squad at, at the end of the month. Um, I think, and I think something that the club should be ever so proud of as well, you know, you look at that, that team that, that started against, against Leeds, four academy products, 
starting that game. You know, Hamza Chowdhury, right back, Luke Thomas, um, Keenan Dewsbury Hall, who's been outstanding, who, who looks so comfortable at Premier League level. Harvey Barnes down that left-hand side. You know, the club can be ever so proud with, with the players that they're, they're you know, bringing through the system. And, and it's a fantastic place to be. Yeah, it, it is an exciting time at the moment, particularly the, the academy, Matt. I know we've spoken a lot about it, but the sheer numbers that the, the academy produces and, and the players that are in there, Kindred's behold has possibly been Leicester's best player this season. I think Luke, uh, Brendan Rogers spoke about Luke Thomas being one of his sort of favourite players this season or most important players this season. And, and these are academy players that, that we're talking about here that Leicester obviously didn't have to pay for. It, it, it must be such a bonus, that. Yeah, it's uh, incredible, really, especially you know the, in the profile of the Premier League and the amount of money that is, you know, flies around these days. That a club who've done as well as Leicester were able to sort of introduce the young players because I think most clubs that, that are competing at the level that Leicester are are somewhat reluctant to do so um, because there isn't that facility to have a bedding in process, really, because. Results are all important and uh, scrutiny is constant. But um, Leicester's probably probably the best club in the country um, for young players to be at because you get those opportunities despite being the, the level of team that they are. Um, there are other examples, I'm sure, but Leicester's track record over recent times and in time gone, times gone by has, has been... Uh, of a very high standard, isn't it? And of uh, late, for you and the viewer says there, like to have four in the starting lineup is uh, is pretty much unheard of. I would, I'm sure there are, are other comparisons, but you don't get that too often, do you? At, at that level of football, um, and there's more to come. There's more to come. Um, Lewis, you, I mean, you obviously watch the the Dev Squad quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, well, the, the one for me that, I mean, it won't be a massive shock or anything because he's made a first-team appearance. Lewis Brunt, I've been very impressed with. Um, not a young kid, I think he's about, is he 21 or so, 20? Um, but he looks very, very capable as well. He was on the bench and at a time when Leicester weren't totally decimated with injuries. I know there's still more than their fair share, but he... It wasn't in an emergency situation that he found himself on the bench. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's very composed and classy, uh, midfield or centre-half. 21, uh, yeah, Matt. 21, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the mix at some stage, at some stage, maybe not just now. But um, let's just sign 15 players from the academy on um, different... First professional contracts, which certainly my experience, I'm not that I'm particularly knowledgeable on that level of football, but um, that doesn't happen too often. <laughs> In our day, you and it used to be three, four max, didn't yeah, it? From yeah. One back. 18. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's a sign of the times as well that the club can afford um, to take the risk. I mean, obviously, not all 15 of them are going to end up in the first team, but they get filtered out, but in the meantime, Leicester can afford to keep them and see how they progress rather than being forced to let them go because of finances. But um, yeah, listen, the academy, the training ground, the setup was constructed for a reason, wasn't it? To, to produce and without doubt it's doing that and it's you know, with flying colours. Yeah, I was going to bring up the, the training ground, actually, Ewan, as well, because that must massively help. And, and any young players that are, are, are potentially looking at a, which club maybe to join or if there's a really exciting young player, they'll surely be enticed by the, the training grounds now at Leicester City. It, it is that good. Dan, I, I think any club uh, at Premier League level, you know, any, any big, big club, you've got to have state-of-the-art training facilities because you've got to, you've got to show these, these training facilities to... To, to new signings you want to bring in, that there'll be no better environment for those young lads to develop than where they're at now. You know, they've got everything that they need there. You know, I, I remember when I first signed for Leicester and I saw Beaver Drive 
and I couldn't believe it. It was, it was I'd, I'd been at Watford, I'd been to Huddersfield, but this was by far the best training ground that I ever I'd, I'd ever trained at, and I, I, and I couldn't wait to get started. You know, but the level of facilities now is just astronomical. You know, they've got everything that they need. And I think now, you know, back in our day, Matty, 12, half 12, we'd be away. We'd be yeah. either in the snooker hall, on the golf course. Uh, or elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, in the pub. But, but now, you know, players will stay there all day. Yeah, they'll, they'll watch their analysis. They'll watch their own performance. They'll, they'll have a look at who they're up against next. They probably won't leave until half five, six o'clock at night. So they will, they will spend the whole day at that training facility. And you've got to feel comfortable there. You've got to be happy there. And, you know, I, I've not been there yet. I can't wait to have my first visit. But what I've seen on, 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 on the TV, it, well, you gave me a little tour last week, Dan, didn't you? Before, before Marty sort of fought his way through that uh, school traffic the, the, the other week. You know, it's, <laughs> it looks unbelievable. Turn. Yeah, it looks, it, looks, it looks unbelievable. It really, really does. Yeah, you're long overdue a visit, I think, Ewan, certainly. Um, yeah, right, let's move on. Sorry, Dan. Ewan, you say about the importance of the training ground. For an extra £1,000 a week back in our day, would you go to a club with, a, <laughs> <laughs> with the worst training ground? Or you go there? To, to train on a park, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Although, having said that, I think it is... Um, I think... It, it, when you look at it in the bigger picture, it's probably more. I mean, how much benefit the pros get, the, the experienced pros? Yes, what you say, you and I agree with that. They're more likely to stay and reflect on things and analyze, etc. There's more capability for that. But as much as anything, it is to attract those young players as well. You know, the, the big players that three or four clubs might be after at the age of whatever these days. Yeah. Um, and also, on the back of that, let's back it up with playing young players, giving them the opportunity in the first team, which certain other teams in the Premier League don't. Well, that, that's actually a really good point. That I'm sure those young players will look at the fact that Leicester had four academy graduates starting. And, and, and by the way, all four of those from Leicester as well, Matt. Yeah, the, the way it's worked out, um, even better. You know, even better. But if it, even if it was players who were from elsewhere in the country but had spent a reasonable amount of their development at Leicester City, um, I think that would reflect just as well, if not better, to be, <laughs> to be honest, because it's lovely to have homegrown players. Of course, it is from a sports point of view and the club. But if you can start attracting people from further afield, not just in the country, abroad even, um, I know some people might think that's a bit superficial, but you, you, you develop a reputation as well and people are attracted to it and then you have more choices. So um, it can have a various knock-on effects. I know that not conceding goals, Matt, has been a bit of an issue for Leicester so far this season. But we've spoken about the two clean sheets now in the week. Kaglar Soinshu and Daniel Amati seem to be building up a pretty good partnership now. It's taken them a little bit of time, but that's to be expected, I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably a little bit early to, to say that, but I would say... On the, the foundations are certainly there, two clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, the last two games, they've, uh, you know, they've looked much more solid. And I think, I think they've probably steeled themselves, which is a good, a good sign, because... It was getting to the stage where it could sort of go one way or the other, quite frankly. The things weren't going particularly well and there was sort of nervousness and they didn't seem to be working as a pair or collectively as a defensive unit with any degree of confidence. Communication of, you know, is hugely important. Uh, they're in the back line and I'm not sure how good that is. And that's not just... The fact that they, you know, they're not naturals English speaking, um, sorry, Sancho's case certainly, um, but it's uh, you know I'm a little bit concerned when you when you get certain blend there in the, in the heart of defence. But I think they steeled themselves for the challenge against Burnley and did exceptionally well. Um, I think the challenge that they came up against wasn't quite what they expected. I thought Burnley were poor on the night. 
but they can only deal with what is in front of them and they coped very well. And I think that gave them confidence going into the Leeds game as well. Different type of challenge coming up against Daniel James, like buzzing around here, there and everywhere. But by and large, their concentration, which is the biggest thing, because they've got the capabilities to do it. We all know so, don't you? Can be a top-class defender. Amati can be very capable. It's working as a, as a pair. But most of all, it's being focused, concentrated, switched on. You know, do the right thing 10 times out of 10, not seven or eight. Because those one or two, three times you don't do it, you get caught out. But um, the one little slip at the weekend against, uh, on Amati's case, I think he switched off. James came in, I think so too covered. So you made those blocks, there was more determination about their play, uh, more assurance about their play. And they'd only get better. Two clean sheets as well. Smichael helped them out when they had to. But yeah, more confidence from naturally for them going forward. And uh, um, hopefully, they'll. I'm sure they will be up to the job for Leicester. And we know as well, you and Wesley Fafana is back in training. Yeah. Of course, we've, we've all seen the pictures, the videos of him back out, which is brilliant. So the assumption is he's pretty close as well. Johnny Evans, by all accounts, I think it's April that, that he'll be back as well, which is important, obviously, for the running. But even just let's concentrate on Fafana to get him back as well. It'll be really good. Oh, it'd be massive. Absolutely massive. You know, he burst on the scene last season. He, he, he was outstanding. You know, what, was he 21 when he, when he signed for the club? You know, comfortable with the ball, ridiculously quick, strong, you know, enjoys defending. And he's been badly missed. You know, it was a, it was a, a shocking tackle back in pre-season. Uh, we weren't too sure how, how bad the injury was, how long he was going to be out. But, you know, it is what it is. He has missed a lot of the uh, majority of the season. I have to say, I, I think Daniel Lamarty, he, he must be a dream to work with, Dan, because whenever you ask him to play, He'll always give you everything. You know, he knows his strengths. He knows his capabilities. He knows what he's good at. He's a good defender. You know, I wouldn't say he's one of these defenders that's comfortable passing out the back. So, you know, he plays to his strengths. And you can tell with Sainchu, there's a good defender in there. You know, I've always believed that. You know, he's still a very, very young man. He just needs to cut out the, the poor decisions that he makes sometimes. You know, trying to be too clever. You know, trying to play out the back, trying to be too precise, taking one too many touches, which he has done in the last two games. And, it, you know, it can't be any coincidence that, that they, they, they've stopped making these needless errors in that final third and, and they've kept two clean sheets. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's great. And it, You need options. You know, you need all your best players. But you need Favana back. You need Johnny Evans. You need competition for places. Again, because that's when the the standard of not just training but playing you know it, it gets higher and higher yeah we we don't know when for fun will be back we assume it will be uh, soon Matt whether or not it's Thursday obviously we don't know hopefully we'll find out this week uh, when Brendan Rogers speaks to the press ahead of that game with Wren um what are your thoughts ahead of that one um, it's a good opportunity again for Leicester Wren are doing really well though in the French league it'll be a really tough tie probably other than Roma, maybe the toughest of, of all the teams Leicester could maybe have had? Yeah, I think initially when the name comes out the hat, people are not too unhappy with it. And then they actually have a look at the situation and think, oh, oh hang on a sec. Um, could have been a lot easier ties that Leicester could have faced. But uh, yeah, they score a lot of goals. They, I think... Um, I looked, I looked earlier, actually. I was doing a bit of research for a change. Wow. Now that is surprising. <laughs> what about that? I think 27 games, 53 goals, four. So basically two a game. You know, they're, they're capable. Conceded 25, by the way, just in case. Drop that one in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, this is going well, aren't they? Going well. don't know too much about their individuals, but just their position in the league this year, you know, suggests that they're going to have to be on top of their game again, aren't they? A different sort of challenge. You know, Burnley away, Leeds at home, uh, Wren uh, at home in the first leg, isn't it? And then, you know, but a two-legged challenge, how to deal with that. I think, you know, with their, with the way they're playing, you're going to, have to look to get that advantage, aren't you? I know that 
you know, his standard to get an advantage in the home leg. Against Randers, I thought it was vital that they, as much as could do, finished it off, finished the tie-off in the first leg, which they did. I don't expect Leicester to do that this week, but um, some sort of advantage, I think, would be you know, more than more than uh, agreeable, shall we say. What would but, be a good result? 1-0, one, one just a one-goal advantage? Would that be enough, do you think? Apparently, by all accounts, the, the atmosphere over in, in Rennes is going to be really volatile, but in a good way. Like, is it be hostile, but it'll be good. Their fans will be right behind them. Yeah. yeah listen, you got... I mean... Atmospheres, etc. They, they can drive you on, really. You know, rather than being a negative. I know they lift the home team, etc. But you know, if you, you play your game, you got to make it as irrelevant as possible. What what's going on on the outside, really? And most players, decent players, top players, unless you have got plenty of them, excel in that environment. You know, that's when you're you're up for it. So, Gives you that extra motivation. Um, so, but what's a good result? Yeah, listen, any sort of victory. Any sort of victory, of course. You know, that sounds a bit obvious. But um, a 1-0. A 1-0 would be satisfactory, for sure, going in there. Because I, I don't think the tie is going to be done and dusted in the first leg, whatever. So you've got to have that mentality to be prepared to stick it out for the duration. Yeah, no away goals anymore in, in Europe as well, yeah. Ewan. So I guess that changes the dynamic slightly. Yeah, absolutely it does. Um, I mean, because you see so many cagey first, first leg games that end up goalless because teams are, uh, are so scared of, of conceding that, that away goal. Uh, to be fair, he's spot on in what he said in his, in his, in his homer that he's done that. I mean, they, they, they do score, I think only PSG. Uh, have scored more, which you would you would expect. Uh, they didn't lose in their eight games in the group stages. Uh, you know they they scored eighteen goals in those eight games. They won all four. And I was looking because they were in the same group as Spurs, and I think they had a good right, two-two. About done me now. I, I've got a top you, mate. I've got a top you. Ends that. <laughs> they 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 drew two-two at home with Spurs, <laughs> and I looked at the 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 game at the the Spurs' new stadium. I thought. They beat Spurs away three nil. No, that, but they didn't that, play. They didn't play, did they? Yeah, they yeah. Play. I did the exact same thing. You yeah, yeah. Spurs <laughs> forfeited the game because of COVID. They couldn't field the team, and I'm thinking they must be some side if they've got the Spurs and won three nil. I think this is going to be a proper tough game for Leicester. But of course, they were handed not, that three nil win. Did you not know that, chaps? No, I God. didn't. Mate, I didn't. But they, 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 <laughs> they, they, they played yesterday. I mean, they, they've had a they've had a day less rest because they played Angers last night. Um, they won they won two nil. Um, they've got two boys up front in I think it's Laborde, fourteen goals he's got, and then they've got a Mark, Martin Terrier. Uh, he's a bit of a biter in midfield. He's got thirteen <laughs> goals. So, as Matty said, they score plenty. They score plenty. Yeah, I'm going to move very quickly on from that little yeah. uh, <laughs> that little comment there. We all heard it though, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's it, it's important, man. We've spoken a lot about this competition this season and what it would mean to the club to win it, not just for qualification for Europe next season, but it's another piece of silverware. There was the disappointment of what happened in the group in the Europa League, so they do have an opportunity in this competition. They've just got a really, really tough last sixteen tie. Yeah, they they do have a chance. Of course, they do, um, and a decent one at that. But as you've mentioned, there there's some decent sides still in the competition. Roma and Benefici got knocked out, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Which is fortunate for Jerry Taggart's point of view. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, listen, why not? Why not? I mean, I think being in the top six in the Premier League is going to be too big an ask this season with the gap that is there, despite the games in hand. Never know, never say never, give it the best crack you can. But if they were to finish, let's say, eighth, and who knows, go and win this European conference, Europa conference competition. Plenty of work to be done, of course. But that, what, what a different impression that would leave of the season, wouldn't it? As you say, another trophy um, picked up. And all of a sudden, you know, there'd be an air of positivity about how the season has gone, whereas a lot of the time it's been 
Um, the opposite of that, really, because, well, largely because of the injury situation and subsequently the results. But there's still that capability for Leicester to not turn the season on its head, but certainly give it more of an upward curve and no better way than winning a European trophy. So that, that, what incentive it is, put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, join us on Thursday then. I think it's, uh, it's an eight o'clock kickoff, so we'll be live from uh, 6.30 on Match Day Live, building up to that big one uh, at the Leicester City Stadium. Um, right, let's move on and, and do our uh, football Jenga then to finish extra time today. Uh, Ewan Roberts is on absolute fire in 2022, so he's, he's unbeatable at the minute, Matt, so maybe today will be the day. Sounds like you've done a bit of research as well, Matt, maybe that'll... Uh, <laughs> no, that's it, that's my research finished. <laughs> right. <Get> over. <laughs> right, I won't make you name them players in the Wren squad then. Cause <laughs> I did have a little look, but I can't remember many of them. No. Right, what we're doing, uh, in European competition, obviously this week. Uh, I want you to name any of the teams left in any of the European competitions. So, oh. either the Champions League, the Europa League, or the Conference League. So, that's three lots of last 16. So, there's 48 teams for you to pick from. So, I'm looking forward to Matt getting it wrong on the second answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for all that research. You <laughs> and um, you can kick us off, please. We'll go with Liverpool. Chelsea. Man City. Man United. I was just Bayern. thinking then about Man United. Bayern Munich. Atletico Madrid. Real Madrid. PSG. Into Milan. Leicester. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Red. <laughs> Who'd you go? Ren. Oh, that means he's struggling if he's using Ren. Or is he? He's looking down, Bates. He's looking down. Um, Roma. West Ham. Barcelona. Rangers. PSV. PSV. Sevilla. Oh no, I'm starting to struggle now. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but I am. Oh, come on. In the, in the conference you should be looking at. Oh, they went out now, didn't they? Uh, oh! Genk. Ghent with a T, yep, I'll give you that. That's what I said. <laughs> Ghent with a T, not a K. I've got cornflakes, um. don't give me a T. <laughs> Copenhagen. Oh, he's got plenty in the bag, hasn't he? <laughs> I don't think... They're not in it, are they? I'm going to say Marseille. Yep, Marseille. Yeah. Good shout. I wasn't sure if they got knocked out or not. AZ Alkmaar. Oh, yeah. He's, this is going to end one way, isn't it? But let's keep going. Come on, Matt. <laughs> I think it's ended. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, I should have plenty left. I should know. Champions League, come on, think, think. Porto. Yeah, good answer. Galatasaray. <sighs> I nearly said Dortmund then, but Rangers beat them, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Annoying myself now. Who's in the Champions League? Uh, no. Said Milan, somebody we? have got Milan. Juventus, they're not in it, are they? Or are they? Ooh. Are they? No, I don't think they are. 
Oh, come on. Juventus. Yeah. Oh, of course they're in it. Of course they're in it. <laughs> I thought they'd gone out. Uh, Bayern Leverkusen. Oh, never said them. <laughs> in times gone by. Times gone by, I might have. Uh, I'm probably struggling now. Where are we going? Trying to think of different countries. Where are we going? Ajax. Yeah, well done. It's still going. We're still going. I mean, at least I made a fist of it, mate, didn't I? Yeah. Slavia Prague. Oh. Oh, <coughs> oh right. I'm not. I should know because I looked at the draw for the Europa. There's still oh. 21 chances. Oh, that's all right. I think we've done well to whittle it down to that. Yeah, point. I've done well. You've got over <laughs> half. Over half? Who are they? They see. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Right, I'm looking touching now. Uh, Leipzig. Well done. Oh, Kitty! <laughs> Basel. Oh. <laughs> it's at least, at least have a delay. Don't pretend that you're struggling or something. <laughs> hey, it's called homework, Matt, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm you've, going, got cover, you've got to cover every angle. I'm going 60 seconds in between each answer. How <laughs> 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 much time we got left, mate? Can't we just call it off now? <laughs> call it draw. Call it draw. <laughs> A flesh wound. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I, I'm, I'm just starting to think of the team now. We've done Italy, really, haven't we? We've done England. Or have we? Yes, we have. Or have we? Have we, Batesy? <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Tottenham out. Ah, uh, I, I can't think. I can't think of anyone. Come on. Um, Salzburg. Yes, well done. Yes. Well done. <laughs> you're, like, you're like a boxer just on the ropes, surviving until <laughs> the end of each round. And and he then... throws a punch. Yeah. Oh, hang... Don't throw that towel in yet. <laughs> With Tess Arnhem. Oh. oh. Lille. Yeah. Yes. Go see up. Chelsea, isn't it? Play Chelsea, isn't it? Now you're starting to worry, I think, Matt. We've got him. Oh, hey, mate, he's, if I win he's produced, I... to be fair. He's produced. If I won Sport, this. Sporting Braga. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. You've got, kind of given two answers in one there. So we'll go, yeah. That's fine. Oh. Let's get the clue. So Braga oh. is correct. So I'll go. Sporting Lisbon. Ah, he shot himself in the foot. Hey, basically, fair. If you didn't say anything, then I wouldn't have got that yeah. support. Monaco. Really? Oh, that's got to be all the French teams, then. He said, "We've done Holland. We've done Italy." Have we done Holland? Oh, have we games. done Holland? Mind games. Have we done Holland? I'm, gonna get, I'm getting ropes in here, but final. Well done, well done. <laughs> Unbelievable, this longest thing we've ever gone. I think there's one more in Holland, isn't there? 11 teams PSV Eindhoven. Mm. We've had it. PSV or PSG? We've had them both, haven't we? Matt, Matt I'm sure. I think it's Yeah, we've had them both. So, you kind of feel me... Hang on, hang on. Let, let, let me have another chance. I, I should claim victory, but that's just a mistake, isn't it? OK. Well, yeah. Go on, then. Have another go. I said Red Star Belgrade. Correct. 
Thanks, Marty. That's very, very generous of you. That's all right. In my own mind, I've won about. I won about. <laughs> I won about five minutes ago. I'm pleased with myself. <laughs> um, I can't think of anyone else now. Leon. No. Leon is correct. Oh. <laughs> P-A-O-K. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you're not you're surely not going any further than this, Matt. That's a great shout, though. That's a great shout. I can't even really think of a team. Um <clears throat> where are we going countries as well. But you're gonna swear then. Yeah. So this is riveting radio for those listening in, by the way. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Sorry. Apologies, apologies. Rapid Vienna. Like no, unfortunately not. So we'll call that out. Well, go on, you, and if you can get one more, no. then you can have the win. No, I I, I will take a draw, because I think Matty's okay. been very, very but generous go on, go on. giving me another show. Have you got another one? L-A-S-K. Yeah. Mask or whatever they're called. Yeah. Well done. So I'll take a draw. No, I'll right, take a draw. Right. It was a good it was a good one that. That went on a lot longer than I was expecting it to. A lot um, longer than it should have. Yeah, the, the teams you didn't get uh, between you, uh, Atalanta, Benfica, Bodo oh. Glimt, Eintracht Frankfurt, Partizan, Real Betis and Villarreal. Oh is that it? So yeah. Oh we did quite well then. We did very yeah. well. You did very yeah. well. In fact. Uh, a couple, yeah, a couple of Spanish ones, maybe Villarreal last season, yeah. Europa League winners. Yes, but, yeah, it was, yeah, very well between you. So well done, um, Matt. You'll be joining us, of course, on Thursday. Are you and are you with us Thursday? I am, mate. Yeah, I am yeah. Thursday. Yeah. And yeah, then you're to making the trip Most to the Emirates on the Sunday. I'm yes. getting, yeah, I'm getting Matty out of jail on Sunday. Yeah. You can have a lie in, Matty, Sunday. That, that's why I was polite to you in the quiz, mate. You can. You can <laughs> You can win as many quizzes as you want. Yeah, there's always an ulterior motive for Matt. I like it. I like it. Always involves him not travelling as well, which is good. Uh, All right, well, thanks to you and Matt uh, for your company this morning. Uh, I'll see you both on Thursday then uh, for that massive game in the Conference League against Wren. Do join us then at 6.30. Um, But have a great week to both of you and everybody who's, uh, who's watching and listening.